We're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to be reading Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. There will be a Bible there and the chair back in front of you, as well as the verses will be here appear on the screen. Those of you who are able, if you'll stand at this time for the reading of God's Word. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for uh, the great day you've already given to us today and connect groups this morning. Not yet, so there we go. All right. You can go back to your game on your phone, whatever you're doing back there. All right. Doing your Amazon Prime order. It's okay. How many of you have done that in church before? Yeah. One honest person. <laughs> Two, three. I see that hand. Boy, the Spirit is moving this morning. All right. Hey, let's pray. We'll jump right in. Lord, we ask for your help and your favor. We pray you'd guide and direct our words and our thoughts and may we help someone. Lord, may your work be accomplished for good and for eternity, we pray, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, uh, we did not get very far in our, our thought last week, but we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Andy led us in the, the reading of that uh, from Galatians chapter 5, Paul writing to the church at Galatia, and he talked about the, the evidence, if you will, or the fruit of the Spirit. The uh, product of a child of God and what ought to be evident and, uh, and very, very clear in our lives. And the first thing that we covered uh, two weeks ago, throw that on the table there, would you? It's bugging me. Um, the first thing we talked about was love. And uh, we covered that uh, a couple weeks back and then we talked about joy. And uh, those things ought to be clearly evident for the child of God. Hereby do men, we talked about love, hereby do men know that you are my disciples if you have love one toward another, love for the brethren. And it ought to be clear and demonstrated. Then we talked about joy. Um, I read something recently, and, and I, I read from a lot of different uh, sources and magazines and journals and blogs and books and so forth, but, but I read recently where 70% of Christians identify as depressed. Um, well, that's a shame. Um, and I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody. Believe me, that's, that's not what I do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling you, how, how dare you? I know it's just it's, it's a part of life. And it can be for any number of reasons. But uh, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, the Lord doesn't want you to live like that. And if you have lost your joy, it's not God's fault. And we talked about that again. I'm not going not to go, go over it further, but it's, it's well dovetailed with the word for today, and that is peace. And the thing that we covered last week was the source of peace. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always. By all means, the Lord be with you. One thing you better understand from the very beginning is that peace is not found in, we mentioned this last week just very, very quickly, it's not found in possessions. It's not found in pleasure nor is it found in people. It's found in a person, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ, forget about it. 
you're not going to have peace. Um, and by the way, over 400 times in the Bible, God uses the word peace. And it is almost always given as a challenge to his people to, to get it, to have it. The, the world seeks it. It almost, uh, almost never finds it. In, I read recently in over 4,000 years of recorded history, in over 4,000 years of recorded history, and again, if you, if you believe in a young or new earth, and I, th- I think the Bible is, is, is clear on that. A lot of people don't, but that's okay. Um, but nonetheless, in over 4,000 years of recorded history, there have been f- over 14,000 documented wars. Think about that. Most historians say that if, if you go back to the time of creation, if you're, if you're using Usher's dates, we're, we're a little over 6,000 years into Earth's existence. And most historians will say that in that time frame of recorded history, you, we're using the Bible, of course, as our base, which is a pretty good place to start. But as we do that, most historians say that the Earth, this planet, has only enjoyed a little over 200 years of peace. Almost 5,800 years of this earth's existence, there has been war going on. That's that's staggering. They estimate that because of war, more than 4 billion lives have been lost. And yet we still, we still have them. God says, there is no peace, saith the Lord to the wicked. 14,000 wars, 4 billion people perish as a result of it, and almost every nation decimated at some point in its history as a result of it. Their economic system just obliterated, and yet we still do it. Now, God says, I want to give you peace. My peace, the Lord of Peace himself, give you peace always, by all means, the Lord be with you all. So we talked, first of all, about the source of peace. Then we talked about the stealer of peace. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I'm come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. How does he steal it? He reminds us of several things very quickly. Wrongs. Wrongs we've done, wrongs that have been done to us. Wounds, hurts. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. We talked about it a little bit last week. But the fact is, there's not a person here this morning that hasn't been wounded. And could I say this? There's not a person here that hasn't wounded somebody else. Most, let me, let me say this. I mentioned this uh, Thursday night in the, in the message that Andy referenced. Most of the people who wrong you in life will never ask for your forgiveness. It's one of the things that we can't get past. They just say, I'm sorry. So what if they don't? Or if they just apologize... Most of the people who wound you in life will never seek forgiveness from you. They never will. One of the reasons is because many times they don't even know they did a wrong. That you were offended, and some, sometimes some people are easily offended. One of the verses that we often trip over is in Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. That nothing, what does that mean? Uh, that kind of means nothing. <laughs> nothing shall offend them. But a lot of people build up great walls of offense because, well, this person said this, this person did this, or I was slighted or wronged or wounded in some way. I'm going to tell you right now, most people who wound you in this life will never ask for your forgiveness. 
You want an example? Jesus Christ died for all. Most people will never ask for forgiveness of sins. Most of this world is lost. I don't know what kind of percentage you want to put on it, but most of them will never come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. One, they don't recognize what he did, nor do they recognize what they have done that caused that, that necessitated that gift, that sacrifice. I'm a sinner, but I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Or my, I, What are you talking about, Sam? Everybody gets to do whatever they want. They don't even recognize the wrong they've done. That's the mark on humanity. It's one of the greatest blights of, 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 in all of humanity is that we excuse and condone our wrongs against a holy, omniscient God. Think about that. What makes us think that people are going to treat us any differently? It's a learned and practiced behavior that we continue to repeat each and every day of our life. We offend God. We wound God. We wrong God. And the only time we ever go to God for forgiveness is first of its salvation, which you better do before you draw your last breath, is that when we're reminded or we're so, so gnawed by the exceeding weight of our sin and we realize I've drifted far from God and then we'll make those returns to God. That's how we are as humans. And so if you're waiting on that person to ask for your forgiveness, you're probably going to be very sorry. You'll be very despondent for a long period of time because I want to tell you something. It may never happen. And by the way, let me say this. Forgiveness given, forgiveness extended never has to be requested. Did you know that? See, one of the reasons some people struggle so much with peace is because that wrong, that wound, that hurt, it's still, it's still there. Hey, listen, buddy, if they're never coming to ask you for, for forgiveness, your peace is gone because you have not given forgiveness. Well, I'm waiting for them to ask. But Jesus is the one who said, my peace? You, you mean, can you imagine, think about this. He came and bled and died and gave the ultimate sacrifice for people who reject, hate, scoff, curse, scorn, blaspheme. And you know what he said? I have peace. My peace, I get. You know what he's saying? I get through that so that you can get through that. Whatever your that is. And I'm not minimizing it in any way. I'm simply saying forgiveness extended does not have to be requested. That's one of the greatest mistakes we ever make in life. Well, I'm just waiting. Yeah, how's that working out for you? And I'm trying to be unkind. I'm just telling you, that's where we're at. And so the thief comes along. And he snatches, he steals. Sometimes it's our love. <coughs> Sometimes it's our joy. But most often, it's our peace. Man, if I could just have peace. We spend millions and millions trying to find the perfect mattress. So we can get a good night's sleep. And you know one of the reasons we struggle so much with rest no peace. 
I realize your posture needs to be right, and you got to be elevated this certain way, and I can't sleep on this side because i got this nagging hip, or I can't sleep right here because my knee bugs me, or I can't, I've got to raise, i got to put 17 pillows under my head, so I'm practically like this, and i got to find the perfect spot. And I realize all of those things are physical. You ever see a kid? You ever, you ever look at those little ones that are in a stroller? I mean, heads flying, flying out the door, you know, you're just right like this. It's like that dog going down the freeway, and they got their head out the window. <laughs> you know, and it's 70 miles an hour, and you see him. that dude's happy. He didn't have a care in the world, man. But you see a child, and it's, it's amazing to me how they can sleep. I, I, I'm not, I look at him, and I think, dude, if that was me, I would wake up and couldn't walk for days. Right? You know what I'm saying? You know Why? Well, it's because they're so limber. Maybe so. But I think it's also because they know somebody's got me. They know that they're going to be fed. They're going to be changed. Which the Bible says we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, right? Okay. So you didn't even get that. That's okay. That's That's our nursery life verse right there. But... Here's that, here's that little one, and man, they don't have a care in the world. And God says, I want to give you that. I, I, listen, I will tell you, there are nights when I can't sleep. It has nothing to do with a bum hip, a sore knee. So I'm restless. Sometimes it could be I'm worrying about things that, like you, never happen. Oh, so you're telling us you don't practice it. Yeah, pretty much. This is group therapy. And so many times in life, we we think, man, if I could just, we'll spend millions and millions trying to get the the right mattress and the perfect pillow, and this one, you know, it conforms to you, and it, it remembers you. Memory foam. So like if someone else jumps on the bed, it says, I'm not yours. I mean, what is that? No, this is, I remember the other guy, but I don't remember you. No, so we do, and I, I'm being a little crazy here, but you understand what I mean? We do all of those things, and then we can't get sleep because we don't have peace. So what I want to talk about this morning is a continuation of last week, and that is the stain of peace. The Bible tells us, I will keep him perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. The first thing that I want to mention, we started on this last week, is our focus, and that that is what captivates your thoughts. What do you spend your time thinking about? I was doing some little prep for, I've been telling you for a little while, I'm going to do this series soon on David's journey through the Psalms. It's fascinating to me, uh, but we may start it tonight, I don't know, but anyway. But in that, I'm reading... Moments and times in David's life when peace came readily. And one of the reasons it was gone and robbed from him was because of what he spent his time thinking about. It's those moments when he's hiding in the cave and he's saying, I shall now one day perish at the hand of Saul. What's he thinking about? Saul's coming. Saul's coming. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who your Saul is. It doesn't matter what your problem is. You're thinking about it. You're thinking about that deal that didn't close. You're thinking about that sale that crashed. 
You're thinking about that position you didn't get. You're, 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 you're waiting on the edge of your seat for a good report, a good diagnosis, and, and you're hoping it comes, pans out. You're hoping your child chooses this path and this route and this friend. And so we just continue to go down that road. Think and think and think. So let me ask you this. What captivates your thoughts? And I can tell you this. If it is something other than the Lord Jesus Christ and his sovereign grace and his wonderful mercy and his boundless compassion upon us, we're really wasting our thoughts. I'm not talking about musing and preparing and considering. I'm not talking about that. We talk about the Proverbs 31 woman who planned and and prepped and made all of those arrangements ahead of time. She's praised for it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the wasted worry for things that we dread and fear who mostly never materialize. What captivates our thoughts? Second thought is this. What do we believe? You see, that's where faith comes in. The, the staying of peace is faith. What do we believe? What do you mean? Well, listen, if you turn on the news, you know, well, first of all, we all know that because of climate change, we got two years, we're out. Okay, so you, you're, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not picking, those of you that are environmentalists and all of that, hug a tree, go ahead, help yourself, hug them all you want. Okay, I'm not, I'm not picking on that. And I do think we have to be responsible with, with what God has entrusted us. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, day and night, summer and winter shall not cease. God said that. Regardless of what Al Gore says, God said that. So that means we're always going to have summer, we're always going to have winter, as long as this planet's here. Okay? And I, I know, you know, you, you got people that are making all these YouTube, I am dying. You know, and if you watch all those people, you know, I, I understand that. But I'm not going to freak out about climate change. I, I'm, just, I'm just not. And you got a lot of people on this planet who think because somebody would say something like that, you don't care. You don't care. Yeah, I care. Sure I do. But I also know what God said. And so if I'm going to believe the news and everybody that gets out there and wants to throw a scare at me, I'm not minimizing it. And I can see some of you, maybe if, if I've offended you, that's not my intent. But I'm just telling you, a lot of the stuff that we listen to and we hear and we believe and we think, oh, this and oh, this. And that's one of the reasons why we don't have any peace. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't watch a whole lot of news. I will skim it. And I'm very selective about who I listen to. I really am. I'm very, very picky. I'm not telling you who to listen to. I'm telling you, you can trust this. You can trust this. And God made the promise. He's, for instance, we talked talk mass floods and mass extinction and all this. God said, nope, did that once, not doing it again. Well, yeah, it's going to happen because the earth is, the sea level is rising. And in 30 years, the entire East Coast will be underwater. God said, I already did that once. Not doing it again. That's what God said. Now, again, I, I, I probably, some of you, I probably maybe set you back a little bit, but I'm just telling you, I, 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 I'm not a scientist. I'm not a meteorologist. But I want to be a biblicist. And so here, here's what happens. Man, we worry and we fret and we dread. And you've got to take it to the bank that the Word of God is our final authority in all matters of faith and practice. And when it comes to something that I'm not sure about, I have to trust the Word of God. So the question is, the 
staying of peace, my focus is what captivates our thoughts. My faith is what do we believe. And then thirdly, the staying of peace is my future. Who do we trust? I don't know how I'm getting out of here, but I know who I trust. You know, we always, I don't know how long I have. You know, I'll be 57 tomorrow, Lord willing, if I make it, but I could be here today and gone today. But I, but I know this. I know what's going to happen on the other side. You know, I wonder what, I, I, there's a lot of things I wonder about heaven. You know, I know the songs about it, I bet, but I, and I understand all that. I, I've, I've read in the Bible about it, but really, uh, it's, it's, it'll be surreal. I guarantee it'll be, wow. And it won't be a, wow, I actually made it. Because I didn't have, I, I'm not doing anything to make it. I trusted him. You, you know, that's why Paul said, I know whom I have believed. And, I, and I'm just persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed him, unto him against that day. You know, the songwriter says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly, that means completely, without reservation, without hesitation, lean on Jesus' name. I want peace that stays, that sticks around. And to do that, the staying of peace, what captivates my thoughts? What do I believe and who do I trust? And the Bible reminds us this verse, 1 Peter 5, 7. It doesn't mean you don't have care. It means this is what you got to do with it. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Most of us spend a lot of our time and effort and energy hanging on to things that God says, I want to take that for you. Let, let me, let me help. It's like a little child who says, can I help? I want to do this. And, and many times in life, we, we let them because we're trying to teach them. We're trying to help them. But the fact is, they're, they're really not much help. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to burst their bubbles, but, you know, if, you, if they're helping with something, you're thinking, yeah, but I got to go back and redo it, or they didn't make the bed just right, and one of the covers is coming out, and you're, you're a perfectionist, and, you know, you, you're sitting there thinking, I got to go back and tuck that in and make sure it's right so the quarter bounces off the bedspread or whatever, you know, if you, you got to do that. Sometimes with God, we, we have this me help, and God says, sure, go, go right ahead. But the bottom line is he says, let me have that because I can carry it. I, I can handle it. I can deal with it. So the, the staying of our peace is one of the things that is robbed from us. Then let me say this. Fourthly, the seeking of peace. The seeking of peace. You see, because we seek peace, and the world seeks peace, but we seek it in all the wrong things. We seek it, if I, if I just have this, then I'll be happy. And we, get, we put peace, joy, contentment, happiness, we put it all in one big pot, and we, we think it's all the same thing, but it's not. And so the seeking of peace is what drives us to those things that we think will bring us peace. And so really, we have to ask ourselves, well, what does God say comes with peace? How, how do we get it? We look at several verses very quickly this morning. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. In other words, God throws this in here together about the seeking of peace. We see also David wrote Psalm 34, verse 14, depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. By the way, this was written in the timeline. David's blown it and he's worried about Saul prior to this. God delivers him from Saul and he tells him this. He writes this psalm. Depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. 
Then we also see, and we're looking at parallel passages that mention the same thing, if thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted, and if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. The bulk of all of this, the seeking of peace, is this right here. Pursuit of peace is found in fleeing wrong and doing right. You find that lesson taught all through Scripture. You say, what is that? You do right. You know what steals your peace more than anything? It's not the bum knee. It's the bum heart. Man, I'm really hitting the political stuff, but it's like the, you know, everybody's battling over the Second Amendment. And I'm a Second Amendment guy. I really am. Okay? And I believe there's a lot of reasons for it. So I've just kind of hit on all the political stuff this morning. And so some of you probably want to vote me out today. But, I, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this. These mass murders and, and these shooting sprees, it's not a gun. It's not a gun. Good night, you had the guy in Maryland who stabbed people. What are you going to do, outlaw knives? He stabbed five people in, a, in an area, and so they shot him and killed him. And I hate, I hate all of that. And I'm not, I'm not for violence. I'm not for hatred. I'm not for, for people taking people's lives. But I have guns in my house, and they've never killed anybody. I've watched them a few times just to see if they'd move. But they never have. They never have. You know why those things happen? Because of the wicked heart of man, us. We're sinners. And this world is riddled with sin and hate and anger and, and all of those things. God says if you want peace, it comes from fleeing wrong and doing right. One of the biggest robbers of peace in our life, listen to me, and I'm almost done. And I'm not even going to get this finished this week. But one of the biggest robbers of peace is when you do wrong. You know why? It's the child who does wrong and is dreading the approaching judgment. Will my sin find me out? Am I going to get caught? You know, it's like a guy who tells a lie. He has to change it from time to time because he never remembers what he says. When the Word of God says, the truth shall make you free. So what God says is, listen, you want peace? Just do right. You know why David couldn't sleep? You know why David lay awake at night? He said, he said, my moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I water my couch with tears. My couch is where he would sleep. He'd get his rest at night. And he said, it's gone. You know why? Bathsheba. Well, he's married to her by now. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it's how he obtained her. You know why he laid awake at night and there was no rest? You know why he was fearful of everything that would come? Because he knew Uriah. Uriah's dead because of me. What is all of that? It's sin. It's wrong. You want peace in your life. Here's how. Run from wrong and chase that which is right. He looked at Cain. Cain brings this offering. It's not accepted. Different offering. Tried to, tried to satisfy God on his own terms. And by the way, you can never do that. You'll only satisfy God on God's terms. You think, well, I'm just going to do the best I can. Won't work. Because God says that's not how it works. I gave my son. That's the plan. And so here he comes. He comes to Cain. He says, Where, where's your brother? And he says, am I my brother's keep, keeper? But he says this to him. If thou doest well... Shall thou not be accepted? Boy, we live in a culture that's wrought with the phrase, well, I'm just seeking acceptance, or I want to be accepted. Well, God said that to Cain. 
Cain felt he was rejected because his way wasn't accepted. And God said, well, my way is the acceptable way. But he said, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. But if not, sin lieth at the door. You go to the latter part of that passage, and Cain said this. You can, I'll tell you what it is. But he said this, my punishment is greater than I can bear. You know what he said? I can't sleep at night. You know why? No peace. No peace. You're going to get bad news, but it doesn't mean you don't have peace. You're going to have disappointments. You're going to have failures. You're going to have losses. You're going to have frustrations, but it doesn't mean you don't have peace. Peace is typically gone from the child of God for one reason. We're not doing right. You say, I've been wounded. I know. Get in line. We all have. Ah, they They didn't ask for forgiveness. I know, I know. Peace. My peace I give unto you. How does that happen? Because on the cross, he said in a blanket prayer to his father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, because I'm not going to get caught up in all of the stuff and all of the noise and all of the turmoil. I can't. Now, I do sometimes, but I really want to go to bed tonight. And I don't want to sit there and flip the pillow over and try to lay this way and stick a pillow between my knees and put three more behind my head and go take an Advil, get up and get something to drink, get up and go to the bathroom, over 50. Just seeing if you're paying attention. You know what I want to do tonight? I want to go home. I get ready for bed, wash my face, brush my teeth. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to kiss my wife goodnight, and I'm going to say goodnight, and I want to go. Don't you? But I know when I can't. I know when I can't, when I'm not right with God. It, it, I, I know when I'm not right with God. You, you know, the amazing thing is, when you walked into church this morning, you knew whether you were right with God or not. It wouldn't matter what song was sung, what text was read, what preacher was preaching, what sermon was preached. You know. And those nights, I need two Advil. And it might help me go to sleep, but it doesn't give me peace. Because peace comes when the child of God does right. I didn't say he does perfect because we're all sinners. I'm going to sin today. I'm going to sin tomorrow. Till the day I go home to heaven, I'm a sinner. And I have this sin nature. But I'll tell you what I want. Peace. And he said, my peace I give you. And it comes when the child of God pursues right and runs from wrong. 
hey, young person, it's the guy who offers you booze and you run. It's the temptation that comes for an immoral, inappropriate physical relationship and you run. It's Joseph getting up when the woman tempted him day after day after day and he fled her presence. It doesn't mean you don't go to prison, Joseph, but it means while you're there, I'll be with you. And no one in Bible is, is it said of more than Joseph. The Lord was with him and caused all that he did to prosper. You may go through the ringer, but you don't have to go through the ringer without peace. It always amazes me how some of the greatest Christians I've ever met have gone through some of the worst things I've ever seen. Tragedy, heartache, disappointment. And you see them, and you know what they've got? And I don't really want to ask them what kind of mattress they've got. Because I don't think that's it. I think it's the child of God who has learned, I'm not perfect, but I want to keep chasing right and running from wrong. That's not my ticket to peace. That's his. Shall we stand?